Welcome to Riot Radio. This is Coach Alyssa Scott, and today we are going to be discussing nutrition. And here I am joined with Jessie Heckroth, and she is a registered dietitian. And uh, Jessie, what is uh, your background? Yeah, so I am a registered dietitian, and I got my undergraduate degree at Florida State University uh, in exercise science, and then continued on to get my master's degree in nutrition and become a dietitian. Awesome. 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 So what are, so whenever somebody wants help with their diet, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of discussion around, should I see a nutritionist, a dietitian or somebody, a lot of people think that those are the same thing Yeah, and they're not. So Mm -hmm. can you kind of discuss, um, the differences between the two? Yeah, definitely. I think that they do have really similar roles as far as, you know, food and nutrition go. But for a dietitian, the title is protected. So Mm -hmm. that means you have a lot of requirements in order to call yourself a dietitian. So you have to go to an undergraduate degree or um, master level coursework to complete that. And then you are accepted into an internship program, which you have to apply for. Um, And then that's 1,200 hours of um, working as, you know, dietetic intern in a hospital setting or an outpatient setting, so clinical setting, and then take an exam that you can call yourself a dietitian. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. um, so it was a long, long path. But then um, nutritionists, while some of them definitely have, you know, good education, mm-hmm. sometimes they are, they are really not regulated as far as, you know, what goes with calling yourself a nutritionist. So you really have to look at the authenticity of the certification of mm-hmm. the holder of the nutritionist, correct? Definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And that being said, still, there will be some differences. Yeah. Um, like there are definitely great nutritionists out there, but, um, you know, some things as far as health concerns go, I would recommend seeing a dietitian yeah. just because of like the extensive training we've had. Yeah. And you can actually prescribe meal plans, correct? That's another stipulation between the nutritionists and dietitians, if I'm correct, or that they can help treat Mm-hmm. Um, me- medical nutrition yes. therapy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So if someone's got diabetes, I would recommend seeing a dietitian because, mm-hmm. you know, we know a lot of the, as far as the me- medications go, yes. working with the team, um, yeah. heart disease, things like that, okay. thyroid issues, I would recommend, you know, that is specific to a dietitian. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so since we are in the realm of exercise and sports, um, kind of going with sports nutrition, what to eat before, how long before do I have to eat an hour before, two hours before, or 15 minutes? What's the best kind of time to mm-hmm. eat prior, pre-exercise? Yeah. Um, like pre-workout yeah. nutrition type yep. thing? Yep. Yeah. So I would say, you know, kind of look at your entire day. It's more so like, how are you eating throughout mm-hmm. the day? Yeah. Um, Yes, we can get technical and look at hour per hour, um, but are you eating, eating enough protein throughout the day? That's actually the best way to make sure your protein stores are adequate mm-hmm. for your whatever your exercise is. Yeah. Um, so are you meeting that requirement? Are you eating enough carbohydrates? Are you eating enough fat throughout the day? That's going to be, I think, first level essential. Mm-hmm. Then building on top of that, um, I think, you know, carbohydrates for three to four hours, you know, having like a carbohydrate-focused meal yeah. for your exercise, that's going to be the kicker. And then if you're still feeling fatigued, during your exercise, you know, trying to eat a little bit, maybe 30 minutes before. Okay. So it's really about like how to fuel properly mm-hmm. for your exercise actually starts 
last time you worked out. Yeah. So like your post-workout nutrition. Yeah. yeah. And for the post-workout nutrition, really want to focus on more of the carbs and protein because you're going to restore the, 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 pro- yeah, the yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the, the stores of the macronutrients in your body. Yeah. So to prevent muscle breakdown. Correct? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So like think of exercise as priming your system for nutrient uptake. So okay. take advantage of that that, you know, time span okay. to really replenish those stores and prevent muscle breakdown, like you're saying. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's a pretty cool thing about exercise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, and hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, there, let's see. Water is obviously the best mm-hmm. thing. Um, as far as should I have a more higher carb drink or less or anything at all to because with this being such a high intensity uh, sport um being in the heat should I have a little bit of carbs within my drink with electrolytes or just plain water yeah or is that just really up to the person that's that it is you know pretty individualized as far as um, what exactly you're doing in your exercise training. I, yeah. This is pretty intense. You are probably losing a lot of electrolytes, especially in the heat. Yeah. Um, you know, water is the best, but you can also get electrolytes throughout food too. Yeah. Yeah. So I always try and like pres- prescribe that as yeah. far as, yeah. um, you know, recommend eating your nutrients through your food and electrolytes is included in that. Yeah. Um, if you're still feeling like lightheaded, fatigued, and you're yeah. training more than you should, fatigue wise go um then electrolytes might be a good time okay just you know what are some uh, high electrolyte foods fruits and vegetables yeah (laughs) the basics yeah (laughs) eat your fruits and veggies guys yeah yeah it's the most basic and universal thing we should all be doing exactly (laughs) exactly um so we are having a nutrition challenge very soon um we like to do these a couple times throughout the year just um to kind of kickstart um, healthy eating habits and hoping to form healthy habits that last. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people have quantifiable goals such as losing or gaining weight, but may I want to take this time to maybe consider what are some healthy habits, um, starting a healthy routine into making the habits that you form through the nutrition challenge to stick mm-hmm. um, as far as either por- portion control, eating out at restaurants, um, because at the end of the day, you need to live your life and not limit yourself. Um, so what would you recommend um, small habits that transfer over yeah. more long-term? Yeah. I think we talked about it before a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you make, the things you've learned from a challenge stick. Yes. So like the second you get off the challenge, it's not like, okay, I've gone, I go back to everything I did before. Yeah. Or you feel extra guilty because you're not sticking with the challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, really little things like drinking enough water. Yeah. That can make and crazy improvements on your health, yeah. on your energy levels. Um, and then, so dr- trying to drink enough water, I think that's a pretty it, universally first good healthy habit. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to eat a little bit more fruits and vegetables as far as portion sizes go. Um, 
you know, the goal is to eat like half your plate of fruits and vegetables. Yeah. It's a goal. I don't right. always meet it, but yeah. it's a goal. Yeah. Um, and as far as portion sizes go, maybe looking at it more as making sure you're getting enough of mm-hmm. these nutrients instead of like, oh, I can only eat so much. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm ruining my diet. Yeah. It's- a lot of people, myself included, I've done this in the past, is using my fitness pal mm-hmm. um, to track their food. Um, so if somebody is brand new to tracking my fitness pal and they're like, well, I don't know how much I need, um, how can they decide how much? food that they actually need. That's tough. You can see a dietitian or nutritionist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my fitness pal doesn't know your life. Yeah. It doesn't know everything about you. No matter what information you're putting in there, it's whatever it computes and tells you is oftentimes not true. Yeah. Um, If how much you're eating that it tells you, if you're, you know, if you wanted to try and stick with that, which I wouldn't recommend um, because your body needs different calories every day. Yeah. Um, So, but if you, if you are trying to stick with a certain amount of calories and you feel like not so good, mm-hmm. probably a good sign that it's yeah. not enough for you. Yeah. Um, it usually underestimates yeah. what the body needs. So if, if you feel extra fatigue during a workout that you normally are pretty good at, um, just feeling lethargic, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, is that more of a sign just overall? I mean, obviously eat more, but is that more which type of – does it matter which type of – either protein, carbs, and fats, or is it just overall yeah, just more food? Um, I would say probably just not enough food, okay. nutrient-dense yeah. foods to be mm-hmm. all of them. Um, but it, then once you start to increase that a little bit, if you're still noticing things, that's when we could try and, like, figure out what nutrient source you're not getting okay. quite enough of. Okay. Um, and everybody's different, too, you know. So, like, my fitness pal doesn't know that because of these things going on in your life, you might need more fat than your sister does, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that it, it really is just individualized and an app can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also it takes time mm-hmm. to figure these things out. It's yeah. not, yes. <laughs> it's, it's not, Oh, well, I can only have so much before I feel so bloated. You know, it's, it's, you really have to be more intuitive with, your eating. Um, yeah. And I think just like changing the way you think about it as like, Oh, I'm going to restrict all my intake so I can reach this physique goal or something yes. and shifting it more into like, let's look at optimal health. Yes. Because in the long term, that's what we need to improve. Yes. You know? So that's why I think having sustainable, healthy habits, just layering on little things yeah. really gets you the farthest. Yeah. I mean, much further. Yeah. So actually I'm just going to go ahead and kind of I really want to get into the intuitive eating. I think I'm just going to skip to that. So something called intuitive eating, it's not a diet, correct? No. No, it is not. You are correct, yes. So we have all of these diets um, that are circled around, um, but what is intuitive eating? So intuitive eating is, like you said, not a diet. It helps people tune back into their hunger and fullness cues to put themselves as like the center of their health and not these extrin- um, extrinsic, uh, you know, yeah. things we've been told, diets we need to all be doing, um, physique goals that we need to be having. Mm-hmm. Um, instead puts your health and, you know, your mental health as well, physical mm-hmm. health, all these yeah. things is the core. Yeah. Um, and then you, uh, so really the first step is like letting go of diet culture. Then yeah. it's tuning into your honor, your hunger, 
and fullness cues and letting your, you know, what you want to eat, you actually Mm -hmm. eat it. So a lot of us have food fears. So it's letting go of those, allowing all foods, all foods are good. Um, And then innately we choose balance. Yeah. But we've been so um, distracted from that for so long, people forgot. Yeah. Our bodies are so smart um, and we just don't listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to think that there's no such thing as good and bad foods. It's more of more nutritious foods and less nutritious foods and mm-hmm. then kind of deciding what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think intuitive eating really helps kind of understand that. Yeah. Um, so going along with what are – so you said really dialing down on your hunger cues – what are some ways that people can figure those things out? Like how in the heck do I even know how to go about this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say first thing you can do, it's hard. So when you start to feel hungry, eat. Yeah. Don't let yourself go. I think a lot of us deny our hunger. Yeah. And sometimes people have lost touch with it completely. Yeah. So then at that point, you just kind of have to start eating more regularly. Yeah. So that you just start with that. So yeah. you just start eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, even if you're not sure you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, snacks in between. Yeah. And then usually your hunger cues do come back. Mm-hmm. And so then you just have to listen to it and not tell yourself, oh, hey, diets told me I shouldn't eat. You know, the less I eat, the better. And then you, you know, deny that. Yeah. Um, so you have to actually eat. And then don't eat to the point of like excessive fullness because yeah. our, our stomach does take a little bit more time to catch yeah. up. Yep. Um, so that is really like the basic things. Um, some people journal a little bit. I don't recommend like fit my fitness pal all of the time because that's not a healthy thing to do yeah. all the it time. It can be obsessive. It can sometimes. be obsessive, definitely. Yeah. But every once in a while, I think it's okay yeah. to do for a little bit to get an, to get a grasp of what you're eating most to see if you're eating enough. Yes. Um, and then also you could kind of like record like was really hungry, you know, ate all of this. And mm-hmm. then you might be able to look if that the day before that you didn't eat at all. Yeah. So, you know, that might be like a backlash. Yeah. So then you can also kind of look into that too and see like, oh, I haven't been eating in all days until like 5 p.m. Yeah. That's why you eat so much at 5 p.m. Yeah. And that's just not nice to your body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's basically just having a bunch of tools in your toolbox, basically. Yes. Yep. And then using them, whichever fits the situation the best. That's a great, great way to put it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So ta- talking about diets, um, there are a lot of, I don't want to say fads, but there's a lot of different diets out there that are popular. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though there's a time and a place for some of these diets, um, what are kind of the purposes of, say, keto, paleo, intermittent fasting, things like that? Um, Kind of why people would go to these diets is kind of what I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, I'd say the thing we most likely hear people talk about as far as like, you know, making this diet change for intermittent fasting, keto or paleo Mm -hmm. is usually for weight loss. Yeah. We see, um, they are designed for more things than that. Keto especially was created to treat epilepsy. Yeah. Um, could be useful in cognitive health where you don't, quite know all of that extent yet um intermittent fasting you know they all I think have 
some good premises to them. Mm-hmm. I think we just have to kind of look at too, how are they sustainable? What's going on in your mental health? Yeah. Are you restricting more? Are you yeah. feeling, um, having so many thoughts about food that it's, you know, taking yeah. over your life. You have yeah. to kind of look at the whole person. Yeah. Um, intermittent fasting, you know, definitely could be successful. Um, men, it's usually more successful than women because, and research is usually done in men or mice. So we don't, yeah. there's really no research done in women. Yep. So we don't know what it does to our hormones, yeah. which is a huge thing. Yes. So we can't really let that just go unnoticed. Yeah. Um, but that, that being said, you know, you can always try it out. Yeah. But if you feel terrible, your stress levels are too high, yeah. you need to not do it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes if if you're hitting your physical goals, but then all of your life is up in flames, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean the diet's necessarily working either. Right. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's a big thing that sometimes we're like, oh, my gosh, like I lost all this weight. But if I'm stressed out 24-7, mm-hmm. is it really working? Yeah. Well, what's that stress going to do to your body two years from now? Exactly. So, it, And it, it can it can build up. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it usually does not build up nicely. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yep. that's why intuitive eating is so good because it's it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. If you really become in touch with that, you can, I mean, that's the best way to live. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so... I'm sorry. I just kind of skipped around a little bit just because I want to make sure that we talked about it. Yeah. Um, so going back to the nutrition challenge, um, a lot of our members are parents, they have busy schedules, um, whether it be transporting people or just, they have a lot on their plate. Um, no pun intended (laughs) for, for the food. Um, but so what are some things that you could recommend somebody who has a busy schedule and isn't really used to meal planning or just eating healthy and, or being more conscious about eating healthy? Yeah. So, um, that is really hard. Like I, I don't have kids, but I, yeah. I'm already running around a lot, yeah. so I can't imagine. Um, but I think there are some small steps you can start to take mm-hmm. as far as meal planning goes. I, I do think that's going to be the best way, mm-hmm. but I, I would just say to try like two meals. I mean, or if you don't cook at all, just try and plan one meal yeah. for that week, for yeah. the next week, plan it, maybe cut up your vegetables or, yeah. you know, do frozen vegetables if you have to. Yeah. Um, but re- maybe just start with one meal. Then yeah. a few weeks from now when you're feeling, co- you know, comfortable, like you, if that's now your new routine, mm-hmm. maybe try to. Um, yeah. So really just that, like a small step like that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe if you grocery shop, and you now want to cut up some fruits and vegetables, having it cut up or just going ahead and cooking it, yeah. that, I mean, that's just so much easier for me. I do that personally yeah. when I can. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, otherwise if it's like really late and I'm barely going to make dinner, yeah. I'm, the, the last thing I'm going to cook is going to be a vegetable, to be honest. So <laughs> yeah. if I've got no, it cooked. I get it. I get it. Got a call in sushi last night and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I didn't want to cook. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's see. I think a lot, whenever, if you have families, it's kind of, if one person is on board with this, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard if you don't have a support system. Um, Cause if you're the only person in the house that is trying to eat healthy and seeing other people in the house eat whatever, or I shouldn't say eat whatever they want, but not really be as conscious about what they're putting in their body mm-hmm. um, as maybe one member, um, it, one member is what are some things to either get more family members involved mm-hmm. or 
having, or I guess being more mentally strong and because yeah. a lot of maybe family members be like, Oh, well I don't have to eat healthy. You can do that, but I don't have to type thing. Mm-hmm. And then as somebody who's trying to eat healthy, it's kind of like, well, mm-hmm. if they're not going to do it, then I guess I'm just like throwing it all away, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, is getting other family members involved a good idea? Yeah, I think so. Um, if you can, definitely try and, try and, you know, maybe motivate them. And if weight isn't their focus or yeah. um, physique goals is not their focus, see that, fi- figure out what theirs is. Yeah. It could be they're not doing well in school because they're just not having energy levels. Yeah. So there are much energy. So figure out how you can maybe persuade them to yeah. get on board. Yeah. Um, but then f- I, do the same for yourself too. Yeah. Really t- tone it or dial in and figure out why you want to do this. Write it down. Put it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on your mirror. Yeah. Um, and that way, just to remind yourself too why you're doing this because it is really important, again, for like your health yeah. in the long term. Yeah. And that might be a good route to kind of convince other people in the house. I don't know. It just yeah. depends. It just depends yeah. on the person. Just because that you don't have the same goals doesn't mean that you can still have these healthy habits, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe if you just take some time and kind of explain to them why it's so important to you too. Yeah. That way, if they are not on board for themselves, they can at least be there to support you yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Just support. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get it. Cheer you on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely easier when you've got people on, on your team though. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, if you, yeah. if you like your house doesn't have a support system, maybe go outside of that. Yeah. People here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And our, um, Facebook group that we have with our members, it's really a huge community aspect that we have, mm-hmm. not just in the gym, but if somebody is like a lot of people share recipes that yeah. they make and keep keeping people accountable for the nutrition, cha- not only for the nutrition challenge, but coming into the gym and um, just making better choices outside of the gym as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great community that we have here. So um Kind of, let's see, I think we kind of, we covered everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did I talk too fast? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> um, to kind of wrap up here, um, you said that you needed carbs to actually transport the mm-hmm. protein in your body. So mm-hmm. one of my professors in school say, well, we were talking about fats and carbohydrates, um, that fats burn in a carbohydrate flame. Fats burn in a carbohydrate flame. So in order to use the fats, you need the carbs to Mm. kind of kickstart everything, right? So cutting out carbs, we have about four minutes left. Cutting out the carbs might not be a necessarily great idea because your body needs it, right? Yes. Yes. To trans, to just have everything move, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And I, I just thought that was very interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, just how things work. Well, I think what people neglect to realize is that how cool the body really is. Yeah. Like it was not, nutrition was not supposed to be this confusing. Yeah. Like the world has yeah, made yeah. it that way. We need carbohydrates. It's essential. Yep. It's for everything. Yep. Um, but it's the biggest food fear. Like yeah. people restrict carbohydrates more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't blame you. Done it. You know, it, yeah. it's everywhere. Um, but it's so cool what it's supposed to do in the body. Yeah. So like you were saying, like it's 
you can increase your fat loss if you're eating the right amount of foods. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can improve every aspect of yep. your life pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially after a workout, you need those carbohydrates to uptake the foods and all the other other nutrients the yeah. best way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, especially after a workout. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> It's like stuck in my head for like the past like two years. I'm like, I'm never restricting my carbs ever again because that makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, and actually, if you look at the stress of, you know, if you're deciding between like eating a donut and not eating a donut, the stress about not eating that donut is going to be worse on your just body. Just have the damn donut. Eat the donut. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. You're going to feel so much better and it's it's probably going to be a delicious donut anyway. Yeah. I, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Main takeaway. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's so interesting about the restrictions and it's going to a birthday and um, not having cake or going yeah. to a celebration or a cookout and bringing your own food. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've done it. Yeah. And I felt awful afterwards. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one within the gym always thinking about what's going to be at this gathering that I can eat, mm-hmm. you know, and it's now if you have food restrictions or food whatever, like yeah. food allergies. Yes, absolutely. Be cautious about that. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, your body needs protein, carbs and fats and in certain amounts. And it's just, again, going back to, to the intuitive eating, mm-hmm. which is why it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is, super hard to not feel that way about food and feel yeah. like, oh, if I'm going to be good, I've got to bring all my food. you got to do this, got to yeah. do that. But really, if you're just, if you let go of that, like you would be surprised at how balanced you end up eating. Yeah. Because you you innately know, your body tells you what you need because it has your best interest. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, your body's smarter than what you think. <laughs> yeah. It's smarter than us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yep. just shut up and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So we are going to wrap up this podcast. So uh, great to have you, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, Really great conversation. And uh, you guys have an awesome day. See ya.